Hello and welcome to the absolute game of nerds with your non-geek, non-nerd hosts, JP and Rohan. And in today's episode number 19, we think, or the next episode, we have Joseph from uh, from the Wolverine Comic Shop. And I'm going to let Rohan give him a proper introduction. Uh, yeah, so today we have uh, Joseph from Wolverine's Comic Shop, just another awesome member from the community. Um, I met Joseph a long time ago. I bought a Fantastic Four uh, 112 was my first purchase from him. I've since bought a Superman 233. Um, so just, and just through those purchases, he and I started talking and gotten to know each other. Um, just a great member of the community. Uh, Joseph, say hello here. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate that. Great introduction, JP, both of you guys. It's a real pleasure to be here. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's get right into it. So Joseph, we always kind of start with like, uh, your comic, uh, origin story. So maybe go back to when you were a kid, you know, you got the Wolverine's comic shop, which we're going to assume that there's X-Men and Wolverine related in this childhood. Like, tell us all about it. Yeah. Um, kind of love, I love telling this story. This, this is a good story. So, um, I originally received a comic book on my first birthday, on my ninth birthday. Okay. It was my ninth birthday and I received my very first comic book. And that comic book was, uh, Marvel graphics novel, uh, number five from 1982, first print, uh, X-Men God Love Man Kills. I got it as a birthday present from my uncle. And basically from there, that started the journey. You know, he, he had told me, given it to me in a frame. And he said, you got a choice. You can either collect it, take it out or read it. Right. So I did. I did take it out. I read it put it back in its frame and it sat there on the wall. And that basically started my journey from when I was nine years old into where we are today. I, right. I think you, you recently posted that book on your Instagram, I think, right? I will. So the story goes um, on his, on his 50th birthday, I took the original copy and I sent it off to CGC. Uh, I got a signature series for him, Chris Claremont, and I, I gave it back to him. Oh, nice. I got, I was really, really, really heartbroken. Okay. So I went out on the hunt. It took me about two, three months to be able to come across what I thought was a 9.8, right? At the time I'm thinking this is a 9.4, 9.6. We'll take it, you know, press it, clean it up, send it back off and I'll get my own copy now to add to the personal collection. And sure enough, I sent it off. We got it clean. We got it pressed and it came back a 9.8. Nice. So yeah, it's, so it's phenomenal, phenomenal book. Really rare uh, in such a high grade, and uh, I'm I'm lucky enough to have it. Right on. So which book is it again? It's the Marvel. It's uh, it's Marvel graphic novels uh, number five, first print from 1982, and it's X Men: God Loves, Man Kills. It's a big boy book, um, big size. Where is it? Yeah, it's right here. Yeah, JP, when he posted this, I've never seen uh, these graphic novels either. And so I was like, oh, this is super cool. Yeah, the only one I knew of graphic novel-wise was the New Mutants book. That was... Oh, yeah, I did know about that one. Yeah, yeah. That was the only one, but I I didn't know about that one. So, so I, one of my first journeys in kind of collecting something, I, I love, you know, square-bound books, and I love graphic novels, trade paperbacks. So I do own one... We've got one three four and five we don't have two because it's just like a it's like a shitty book you know nobody wants that one so we got the death of captain marvel then you got dread star you got the new mutants and then you got this this x-men right here so let me ask you just curious about this book does it follow continuity with the 
comic books? Is this kind of its own solo story? Is it an Elseworld, as they may call some of these uh, it, things these days? Or what, 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 what do we consider this? It, so God Loves, Man Kills, it is, it is its own solo story, but it's its own solo story in the realm of the X-Men world. It is the first appearance of William Stryker. Um, it, oh. It's very unknown. I actually just put out recently on my YouTube channel a Did You Know? And uh, this book is part of that. So it is the first appearance of uh, William Stryker. Hey, and I've said it on this All podcast right. before. X-Men number two, X-Men United, X2, whatever you want to call it, is still, to this day, and I've watched it recently, one of the best uh, superhero, Marvel, whatever you want to call it, movies there is. I love that movie. I, I agree. It is a good movie. It's yeah. a good one. And that has, obviously, William Stryker is the main villain in that movie, hence why I brought it up. Is that That's the one where... Is, that's the one where... Um... Uh, what's the lady Deathstrike or something is in that one? Yeah, yeah, that's like yes. his assistant, and it's like he's got a William Stryker hates mutants and he wants to get rid of mutants, but his son is actually. Oh, no. okay. I'm thinking Wolverine Origins, where yeah. where uh, Deadpool's in that one. So yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. that one was was a cool one. Um, first, yeah, first both Spider Man and and both X Men that came out back then were good, yeah. and Silver Surfer. So yeah. yeah good, um, good. So Joseph, kind of getting back to your um, origin story. So started at nine. Was there a break? I know you're, I can't remember, you're like 40, 41, you're our age, right? Uh, yeah, yes, I am. Yes, yeah. I am. So yeah. did you, has it just been nonstop or was there a break or if there was, what got you back in or has it just been nonstop kind of training? No, yeah, so I, I would say, I would say around, it, there was small breaks, but it always kind of continued, right? So there would be like months at a time. You know, this is obviously in the 2000s um, where we just I didn't have money. You know? <laughs> so still young, growing up, having a job, paying bills. And so every now and then I'd find myself, you know, in the local in the local comic shop or something like that, um, but not consistently, you know? So it was, it's been really, I think, so back in 2016, 2017 is when I really kind of started taking it more seriously, uh, you know, just kind of adding to the collection and just seeing what we had. And that is when the journey of my first CGC signature series actually happened. Um, so there was there was small little breaks. It wasn't just straight through where we just consistently, you know, purchased comic books for the collection. Um, there, there were breaks in between. Nice. Um, and so JP, I don't know if you know, but like uh, Joseph... One of the weeks was one of the CGC. They have those like spotlight series where they highlight someone and like have an awesome collection and they like show it off. Like Joseph was, it was like like two months ago that that was you, right? You, you were yeah, it was about two months ago. We had uh, I was part of the CGC spotlight, so hashtag yeah. CGC spotlight. And man, I took three hours, three hours of taking out like the majority of the collection and just kind of showcasing it. But, you know, my collection, it, it's made up, I would say predominantly right now, it's like 40% slabs and 60% roll books. So there's so yeah. much that, you know, I still haven't showcased and, and pulled out yet. Do you keep it all at the house there? No, a lot of the, a lot of the, um, uh, the CGC stuff stays in a vault. It stays outside of the house, but the roll books do stay, you know, in here. I got to keep flipping through and send them off to CGC. I don't have time to be kind of yeah. going back and forth. So once I do my unboxings and, you know, once we take some pictures, we wrap them up and just go store. Them. Yeah. Um, okay. So coming, coming back, let's see. So you obviously were a big X-Men fan. Who else did you kind of grow up on? What else did you like? Or was it just X-Men or? 
Yeah, no, yeah. For the most part, it was just X Men, a lot of Wolverine. I mean, just it's just just kind of fed into you know what I was doing. Um, Superman, Superman. I still have way too many long boxes of '90s. <laughs> JP knows of '90s Superman stuff, and so Wolverine and Superman are definitely my hands down my two favorite characters. Um, always been a fan of you know DC Comics, you know as a whole. Um, but that would be the just of it. Decent amount of like Spider-Man, Avengers, Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Fantastic Four. Um, you know the the bread and butter of of yeah. the Marvel the Marvel guys. Got it. Yeah, it's it was funny. The '90s were <clears throat> full of X something and Superman. It felt like you know for that for that short time period from what '92 until I don't know. I I got about '95. So I. Unfortunately, there's the, Superman never really. There's no good books from about 250 until 700. If you look at Key Collector, now that's Key Collector again. They, you know, there's probably some a couple in that, and that, you know, what 500 books that was of significance, but they don't there's give not them much all value. Though. Yeah, there's definitely not much value. Yeah, uh, they don't give credit. I, I don't. It's just it's crazy how that such a character that that um, the legacy of that character. And it's really been of, of no meaning for a good period of time. You and know, the last big time was that death of Superman. What I find very interesting um, is, especially today, I think Superman. So Superman obviously was the first superhero, right? And so he had huge popularity through the Golden Age and beyond. But nowadays, I would honestly say that you know, Batman, Spider Man, and even Wolverine, I probably would say are probably have a bigger fan base in today, in 2023, than Superman does. Um, with that being said, I still find it amazing. So, like, if you think about the top four comic books of all time, right, you think Action Comics 1, Tech 27, Superman 1, and Batman 1. Action Comics 1, like, and we just had a um, heritage sale of these books, so this is why the data I'm using. So, in 2022, Action Comics 1, there was a 6.0, is it 6.0 or 6.5, that rocket copy with the red rocket stamp on it. It sold three times in 2022, and each time was over $3 million. So Heritage just had this auction and had a 6.0 uh, Tech 27. So I was like, oh, this is going to be $2 million plus easy. And it went $1.75 million, right? Similarly, Superman 1 obviously set the record last year with the $5.3 million sale at an 8.0, and they just had an 8.0 Batman 1 sale, and it went for $1.1 million. So I've always found amazed that even though where their popularity is now, when it comes back to history, the Superman book is still the premier book that sells. Like I always find that yeah. quite interesting. You're absolutely right. But you know, to, to JP's point, you know, even those, you know, those books like the man of steel, number one from like 19, I think it's 1986. Like, I think you can go online right now and get that 9.8 for like 99 bucks, a hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. so to me, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Or um, what is it? It's the, I think it's the one that came out in 1989, first appearance of, um, oh, it's eluding me right now, but that book that too. You get it, thing. Yes. You okay. get that book for like $89 and it's like, yeah. I, yeah. It's fair. I mean, I, I feel like once you get out of the golden age for Superman, it's literally like 233, which I got from you because it's got that awesome Neil <laughs> Adams cover. Yeah, yeah, it is. That book you can still, is still fairly expensive, we'll say. Not crazy, but like, you know, relatively speaking. 
But outside of that, it's like nothing. <laughs> yeah, like it's all well, the Flash, really... Superman, Flash races. Those always go. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, even those are still you can have those for under hundred bucks. I feel like that's one of my favorite books. By the way, I, I love that book. I, I I own that book. So the yeah first time that Flash so and Superman race each other. One ninety nine. One ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great cover too. And I <laughs> I also think yeah, Carmen Infantino, Carmine Infantino is a very underrated. Like when people talk about great artists, like no one really talks about him. I love his Batman and Superman covers. I just think they got the name of most Carmine Falcone from the, the other Italian that was drawing Batman back in the day. You know, so I always it was quite an interesting name. I go, is that really his name? Infant? What was it again? Infant? Carmine Infantino. Infantino. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. A lot of them weren't. Well, I didn't know who Neil Adams was in the 90s. I cared only for McFarlane, Liefeld and um, Jim, Lee. Jim Lee. Adding a couple. Wilts Portasio, Ron Lim. Um, Jim Starling kind of drew like Ron Lim, so you kind of hard to tell the difference sometimes depending on who was drawing. But you know, I didn't know who Neil Adams was. I didn't know who the guys who drew Superman back in the in the 30s were, and, or and Kirby. I still to this day don't like much of Kirby stuff, but I know Ooh, he's legendary. JP. So do this man. Ooh, <laughs> I, I just can't. We're gonna lose can't. listeners just for these comments here, JP. Probably. Hey, I'm all right with that. You know, <laughs> I, we, it's, collect what you like. In other comic book news. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I just say I, it's. Uh, I do have a fair fair amount or some Kirby books, but again, like it. You know, there was a lot of well under underappreciated artists even in the '90s, going back uh, 20 years prior, and the guys in the '90s. You know, so. Yeah, in my opinion. So, so look, tell me, um, so Wolverine. So this is you got it. You have a. We're gonna get into the comic shop. Well, Wolverine. real quick, actually, since we since we're talking about comic books in his collection, Joseph, why don't you uh, real quick? You got two new beauties. You, you just got it. Why don't you just show them off real quick to the to the? So audience? I mean, absolute game of nerds, right? It's all about grails. Yeah, right? it's, it's about grails, about baby. Grails. So um, today we had uh, we had an unboxing on YouTube. And I am going to show off some of the grails that we were able to pick up uh, fairly recently. Uh, first one is a giant size X-Men. Come on, you guys all know what this yes. is. I don't have to explain it, right? Uh, this particular one is I've a- I've never seen that book before. No, I haven't seen this one before. <laughs> Turn around, right? JP. Turn around. Someone behind me. So <laughs> we, got a, uh, we got a we got a we got a 3.0. What is it? It's uh, off white pages signed by Stan Lee and Lane Wayne. As you guys know, Signature oh. Series is my bread and butter. And so we just we had to add this one to the collection. Shout out to Finest City Comics for uh, for hooking it up. All right. So you bought. Oh, wait, there's more. Uh, yeah. What's right? up? You, yeah. You bought. The, uh, no. Stupid we, question. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to had to pick this one up. Um, had my eyes on it for quite some time. As a matter of fact, he he act, they actually had it listed, and I was watching it, and then one day it just disappeared, and I was like, oh man, I lost my chance. And like two to three weeks went by. Maybe maybe it was like a tactical strategy thing. It relisted up. I was like, oh shit, this is it. Yeah, like, I, I get it. If I don't do it right they, now, so they, they they created FOMO in you. Oh, I I, I was fully FOMO'd out. Um, yeah. So you know, we we got in touch with them. We 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 talked to them. We made some That's deals, awesome. and we were able to come away with really two awesome books to add to the. Did you get personal. Did you get the Did you get the Surfer one from them too? Yeah, yeah, both nice. of them. Both nice. of them. It was a package deal. I I, yeah. I knew. Um, <laughs> 
for full transparency, I was going to try and squeeze in the Avengers number one. He had an Avengers number one. It was a 3.5, also signed by Stan Lee. Um, but uh, you know, prices was getting a little, little yeah. up there. Little uh, up there. So since, we're, since you just mentioned it, so you said Signature Series is your bread and butter. Uh, talk to us about that because I've I've expressed some opinions like I've grown you know growing up I love signatures because I love yeah. sports and getting sports but I just have had some difficulty in finding the value in signatures and so I kind of don't go after them as much anymore so tell us about your love for the signatures and and kind of yeah things. yeah so it it goes back to 1993 okay so in 1993 I'm originally from Long Island New York okay and in Long Island New York there was a mall it's called Smith Haven Mall. Okay, and the place of the comic book shop was called Planet Comics. And every couple months, they would have artists come in. Joe Rubenstein, Louis Simonson, the, the, the client, the, the team, right? And so I remember going into the mall one day and realizing that they had these things. And at this point, I am 9, 10, 11, I'm like 13, 14 years old, okay? And so I just got their schedule and I just started going in to see Joe Rubenstein, Louis Simonson, just the all these great um, Shinot. I mean, a lot of great. And I would bring my books to them. Okay. The books that I had in my personal collection and I would get them all signed. All right. And they're still here with me today. And so Very I nice. think that is kind of what started the evolution mm. of me wanting signatures. So fast forward to 2017, and I just recently unboxed it on my YouTube channel because I sent it off to CCS Pressing. The first ever book I ever physically purchased was an Avengers um, annual number 10. It was signed four times, Chris Claremont, Michael Golden, Jim Shooter, um, you know, the, the guys. Yeah, Al Milgram. And that was my first book ever purchased. And so that that coupled with the fact of fast forwarding to 2021, I realized, oh, shit, I can send these books in myself and get them signed. Now I'm, I'm going to start doing that. And, you know, originally when it started, I was like, these are just my books and, and I just personally want them signed. And then it turned into and the reason why I do it more and more often and why I purchase books signature series is the rarity. Right. The rarity and what yeah. does that mean exactly right we all know some of us do some of us don't there are over six thousand five hundred copies of this book on cgc census i i checked it um about two three days about six thousand copies all right of the six thousand copies there are only 858 signed okay now what does that mean? That just means personally for myself, and I'm not an influencer. People call me influencers. All that. I'm not, I don't do any of that. You buy what you like, you buy what you love. All right. The point is, is that I personally would like to have one of 858 rather than one of 6,300, 6,500. Now, if we break that down a little bit at 800, what, what is it, 858, whatever the number is, if you're right. How many more, if we just let, I in fact, okay, let's say 75%, 75% of the 858 are signed by Stan Lee, right? Puts us around like 600. Okay. Again, I would much rather have one of 600 than one of 6,000. And it, to me personally, doesn't matter if it's an 8.0, a 3.0, a 9.6, obviously higher grade, the better ROI, but rarity with, with, with me on this book is on my side. 
that's how I kind of look at it. So do you look at it though, that each, at each grade level, so at a four or five, there might be a hundred at that sign by Stanley. And you have two signatures in that book, right? Len, Len Wein, Len Wein on that book. So, um, does that matter? So if you get a higher grade, you probably have less and less people that signed it. So that makes it even more rare or is it just the well, overall signatures? It's a great, it's a great question. So you got to look at it in, in two different facets, right? One, I'm on the books, 858, right? I'm one of those. Then what you look at it, you look at a 3.0. Okay. How many above and below are that 3.0, which then now kind of puts me into a bracket of, where I can be in terms of the actual rarity of the physical book. So I don't necessarily look at it like that too much. Um, it's just the fact that I'm in, I'm locked in, here we are. But I believe, don't quote me on this one, I believe there are, of the 800 plus signed, 457 are higher than a 3.0. So we got so and so that basically puts me at half on my, right, yeah. at it, even at a 3.0. So that's uh, that's that's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Like um yeah. for instance, this one. This one, I think um I think the census four, four thousand, three thousand, four thousand, but there's only four hundred and fifty-seven signed. Like God rest the man's soul. They're not making any more Stanley Silver no. Surface signed books, you know, yeah. in, in CGC, unless it gets sent off to CBCS, which is perfectly fine. You know, and I will say on the, with those two books, like, and this is not trying to like dig at Stanley, but like, you definitely got them signed at a time when Stanley still had a nice looking signature. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get, I'm not trying to dig on the man. Like, you know, he gave us everything here, but like, in his we're going to lose days, listeners like, now. If you do this, when he got a little older and they're not as smooth and, and, and clean looking. Well, someone had to use his hand, right. And yeah. sign for him. Yeah. So well, does that count? I, does, is that I, even lesser amount on the census? If it was a Stan Lee sign with his handler holding his hand, does he get, <laughs> get look, more I, for that? I will say like, if I show you this, this is the Stan Lee signature that we all know and love. Yeah. That, that That's it. I'm going to be honest with you, and it almost made me not buy the book. I'm not 100% sure what kind of Stanley signature that is. Okay? <laughs> he might have been, been wonky. The, the book might have slipped. He, he might have maybe had a few cocktails. I don't know. But it's there. It's real. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. But, yeah. yes, I hear what you're saying as it got later. Um, some of those Stanley signatures are questionable, to say the least. Um, so yep. in your in your time when you went to the shop that they had all these great art, did Stan Lee ever come when you were a kid? No, 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 no. no. This is just uh, this was in this was in a mall, um, you know, back in the '90s. I think one of the last years that I got one of the books signed was 1997. It was 1997. Joe Rubenstein. I got the first appearance of the Superman, the Electric Superman, and oh, yeah. Rubenstein signed off on it. 1997. Was the last one that I got because I think the shop closed after that. That's uh, funny. That book became hot recently. I don't know if it still is hot, but there's two versions of it, and I didn't know that they even had a version of Superman that was electric. And then I saw it on the Key Collector and found it in a long box, so dollar box. So, so there is, I believe it's a German variant white cover. Um, it's really awesome. I I, I don't own it. I'm not going to buy it, but it is really awesome. It's a really great looking book. Um, all right. So now, since we're on the topic of grails, uh, Joseph, what do what would be like, um, 
your top five, you know, or few grails that you would like to, I'm going to assume X-Men one's probably up there. Like what else, what else will we, will we talk about here? Well, um, definitely. I, I think you and I, we've spoken about this a few times. I, I am on the hunt for Avengers number one right now. Avengers number one is at the top of my list. Um, it is going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Uh, and that book is like, you could get that for great prices, Sam, sometimes. I, you know, look, I, I was watching, I forget, it was one of your episodes and one of the gentlemen was just basically like, this, this it's just so undervalued. And I, I believe that it is just such an undervalued key grail book, um, beautiful book and awesome book to add to the collection. So it'll happen. It's just, just a matter of time. The cool thing about that book is, is I was not a fan of it back in the nineties because I was not an Avengers fan, but now after the movie, I have more of a connection to them. Um, for for many different reasons, um, but that it, that cover has the robotic Tony Stark, the gold, the gold robot, yeah. you know, the old old uh, suit. So I think that's cool even to have that on the Avengers on the front cover there. You know, so that's definitely a good book. Do you want to get it signed? Do you need a Stan Lee signature one or just any? preference would be, you know, we're on the side of statistics here, right? So I would love an Avengers number one sign because then just like the rarity of it, you know, just being one of, and I don't know what the census is, um, let's just say it's under 1,500. It'd be one of 1,500 versus one of 8,000. So mm -hmm. we'll see what we can do. That's, that's yeah, a, I, never know. That's a, I that's saw a one thing. come up on um, Elite for, I think, $2,200, maybe a one five, or it was a low grade, but looked like it presented well and it was a pretty decent price. You know, I, I thought, yeah, you, was... you could definitely get some like lower grade, but nice looking copies for like hovering around that 2k price, right? Even some I've seen just a little under some a little over, um, which, you know, considering like the silver age grail list is, is quite affordable. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it, it... I actually had seen it. I saw it on diamond comic club, diamond comic club had it in a PGX 4.5 3,800 and um i was looking to get it but he they ran like an auction sale that weekend i think it was gone in rb i'll tell you though pgx scares me because like you hear these horror stories where it's like they, they slab <laughs> books and don't tell you that they were restored and then you get it and you know and you see that they're and like I've just seen that story too many times, so I'm scared of buying a PGX book. So he told he told me, and he did he did actually post. He said money back guaranteed if oh, you nice. send it off to CGC and it comes back for store. Yeah, so good. I was that, like, because I'm definitely sending the PGX the PGX off. So I kept thinking, all right, if it's a 4.5 PGX, I'm thinking at best 3.0 3.5 CGC. If I'm having a really lucky day, it comes back the same grade. That's yeah. It. No, that, if he gives you back the money back guarantee, then it's a slam dunk. Yeah, I, I, I'd be with you. I'd have no no issue with that. So, um, so yeah, so I would say that one. Um, what else do we got on that list? Yeah, I, I really want the um, Brave, Brave and Bold. Is it the Brave and Bold? Is it number 28? Oh, 28. First first, yeah, First Justice of League. Justice League. Um, that's up there. And um, a Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. I don't really have like a top five. Those are just the three books that have been kind of on my mind and that I'm looking to kind of. Oh, I, kinda you and I, we've also obviously talked about Hulk 181, obviously. Anyway. Hulk 181. I mean, that that's always, it's always. <laughs> yeah. Hulk 181 is always going to be there. It's the book that has eluded me my entire life and I'm a Wolverine collector. Go figure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I finally, you know, bit the dust or whatever and just bought it. So 
um, because I wanted it. But uh, same as you, I've wanted it since the 90s and it eluded me then. And um, yeah, so yeah, it's always on the list. Yeah. We did I a whole thing about hunting for it, right? And within yeah. a couple of months, we both got it. So the hunt didn't That's last. That's what it's about. I, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you on, on that book specifically, I, I don't think there's any chance I'm going to be able to get that, get, you know, get a signed one unless if I trade for it or something like that. Cause that book signed is just, uh, it's out of the range right now. Certainly. You is. know, what's funny. I, I showed JP a cut this copy. Cause I saw it on Instagram. Uh, it was, and they had it signed by like six different guys. And like one of them was also like a remark, uh, but like it was so many signatures that you really couldn't even see the cover anymore. And I was yeah. like, why did you remember, you remember I said that to you, JP? I was like, why yeah. did someone do this to this book? Like, cause I, that's my all time favorite cover. And like, it was literally just like drawn over, signed all. And I was like, this is too much. Like I could not take this. Signature yeah. placement on a book is everything. Yeah. Well, that's talking to Manu. Um, he's big on like, is it, you know, 9.9, correct? You know, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, so, that's my dude. That's I like dude. that guy. He's a great guy. Very passionate. And I, and I, that's one thing that from our pod with him was just understanding the, the whole um, placement of the signature, the rarity of how many are there in that grade. Um, did he do it in color? Is it a full signature like T McFarlane versus Todd McFarlane? I don't know if Stan Lee's, I don't think he shortens his because he's got a short enough name anyway, but other guys who maybe um, shorten their signature on, on some attempts. So just finding all that and really looking for that, you know, adds to that rarity you're talking about. And, and um, you know, where's it at? Like people get real picky. Even I've heard people look at graded books and say, oh, wait a minute. The, you know, it's not folded right in here. Even though it's like a 9.0 or better, they're still like, oh, there's a little fold here. There's a little... Uh, I don't know what you call it, a little uh, uh, tear on the top end. I guess the corners can sometimes pull up a little bit. I, I have a Punisher book that has a little bit of a, I call it a booger just on the top of it. You know, what it is what it is, you know. But some people are hugely picky on that kind of stuff. So um, that can even add to your resale value too. Yeah, no, I I talked to someone this week because I posted, um, you know, a collection of Bronze Age books that I have. And I was like, you know, one of the few ones I'd want to eventually add to this is a, Hulk 180. Now I am not hunting for a Hulk 180 at the moment, but it's one that, you know, I wouldn't mind having down the line. And someone replied to me, he's like, Hey, I have four Hulk 180s if you're interested and they're all graded CGC uh, 4.5, but the wrap is different on all of them. And so they're priced some 600 to $750. And so you could pick which one you want if you want any of them, but yeah, it was the same grade, but because of how they looked, the price was a little different on each of them. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's... I mean, Manu brings up a really good point, right? The whole full word Todd McFarlane. Like, I'm trying to, I've been trying to get Jim Shooter to sign Jim Shooter since, <laughs> since I've been sending books off to him, right? Um, How's he signed? He just signs Shooter. He, he, he just <laughs> signs, he just likes to sign Shooter, you know? Um, so that, that does bring up a good point. But at, at the end of the day, yeah, signature placement is everything. Because if you just got a signature right over somebody's face, I mean, you just destroy the whole entire book. Um, yeah. I, I think we've all seen it because it's posted on Google. There's a, you know, 9.9 Wolverine number one from 1982, you know, the, the miniseries. And I think it's got something like 15 signatures on it. And <laughs> it's an awesome book, but 
it's not appealing to me. Like yeah. I can't see you ruin the art. Like, yeah, it's just on. like that 181 I was telling you. Like, yeah, exactly. That's the thing though, is the, the rarity of certain items doesn't make it valuable, right? It just, it's valuable to the person who wants to buy it. I have a matrix one that they supposedly destroyed these books, right? It's not in the highest grade, but you don't see them very often. But if I got it graded, I'm not going to get $10,000 for the book. I mean, I right. wanted it because I love that movie, but it just doesn't have the value, you know, right now. But other things do. It's just funny how that is. You know, rarity doesn't always mean value, but, you know, it, you collect what you like. So maybe, you know, that's if you want something that you can say, I'm, I'm one of one or one of 10, one of 600. That means more than, you know, than most things. So. Yeah, I mean, like it's rarity and demand. And I got to think, like, kind of going back to what you were saying about your um, GSX one, right? There's 800 signed. Um, those are just signage. They, that's not 800 signed Stanley. That could be signed by Chris Claremont. That could be signed by Len Wein. That could be signed by Dave Cockrum. That could be signed by Stan Lee. I bet of you know of all those, I think you know anyone would. It's safe to assume that the most popular one and highest demand would be a Stan Lee signed one. So, yep, makes yeah. sense. And I think, I mean, if you get 15 signatures, you can say it's so rare. It's one of one. Uh, there is a um, Amazing Spider-Man 316 signed by McFarlane, Stan Lee. I think there's a third signature on it. And it's Make like, probably. yeah, for $20,000. It's rare. It's probably one of one. But, you know, I just, it, it's hard to, that's the neat thing about it is because you never know down the road something may you know, someone may want all 15 signatures on that Wolverine one, you know, and just and, find the right buyer. You just never know. And, and, and you know what, that that's what it is, right? Because whoever is deciding to list that book, right? It's their value. I, when I was yeah. watching um, the video on Manu, right? I think the guy, he said, offered him $25,000. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's a, a lot of money for a wizard number one. Now, Tom McFarlane signed it, Stan Lee signed. There are none other in the world. And it's newsstand new, or something. Yeah, no, it's, right? it's, it's, it's no, I think yeah. it's just the it's the is it newsstand or is it the Comic Con yeah. edition? New, I can't remember. I thought it was newsstand. It's everything all wrapped in a one. Manu put yeah. a damn bow on it, all right. <laughs> but, <laughs> I know. But at the end of the day, you know, to to him, you know, he 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 probably might be thinking, you know, if he lists that for a hundred thousand dollars, right? Let's just say for the sake of saying, we all might be like, oh my god, you know, he's crazy. But to him, that's what that's worth. That that's what, and there is somebody out there. That is willing and wanting to pay for that, and if not, send the guy a best offer and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like the point he made, it's like it's not that he necessarily thinks it's worth a hundred grand. It's just right. that's the amount of money it would take to separate him from that book, which I make. I that makes total sense to me, right? Like yeah. we're not saying the book is worth, but like it means so much to me that you have to compel me to let it go, and that price to compel can be way over the actual value of it, and that's your choice because it's your book, and you don't have to get rid of it. But it's kind of like they have that website where it's like. It's something like you can list your house for sale at something crazy. And if someone gives it to you, you take it, right? It's like my house is worth, let's just say, theoretically, my house is worth $500,000 and you just list another 1.5 million. You know, you're just like, that's an astronaut left. But if someone else is like, that is my dream house. I want that and only that. I'm going to give you that money for it. You're like, well, yeah, I'm going to take that, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's the thing with collecting and selling. And, and you know, I, I think about, I've been thinking about this for the past couple of days with FOMO and, and, you know, buy what you like, eventually it comes to a point that you have to sell 
the books or you die and your kids or your beneficiaries sell them. And just like the guy selling Superman, did his dad really want him to sell the books? I, I don't know. And, and I don't know if I want my kids to sell them. And how long do you hold on to them before you get you sell them? Like, you know, there there's no value until you sell them. So you collect them because it's the hobby. But at some point, you know, you want to turn it into money, not retirement money, like we said, but just enough to, you know, get your investment back into it somehow. But what is that number to sell some of these books that have meant a lot to us over the past 25, 30 years? I mean, yeah. I don't know. It just, it's just. Well, that's, that's the tried and true question, right? I mean, uh, I don't think any of us at any point in time really ever necessarily thought in our process of collecting. I know I certainly didn't that I would ever consider starting to sell off my collection it was always something in the back of my head i'm buying these books to one day resell them or you know sell the collection but man i didn't i didn't think it was going to happen this quick <laughs> i certainly right. didn't right it's just it's just something that kind of transposed you, you fund the hobby with the hobby I, right. that's what it's all about it's just one big circle you know yeah at, at the end of the day we're all kind of funding each other yeah <laughs> all, oh yeah Funding yeah, each other's you, dreams. It's funny too, because like you start collecting and like you're like, oh, I got this book and I'm never letting it go. And it's like, oh, but you could use that book and it could get you a bigger book. And they're like, hmm, okay, I can't let this go because I want that more. Mm -hmm. And like that, that, that whole process always evolves. Your your taste change, I think, somewhat. But if you see my wall behind me, you know, to the this side, that's all McFarlane. I mean, there's I don't, I don't know if I'd ever sell them. You know, my well, kids you probably are, would have to sell. Your, those are your books from your childhood too. So there's some nostalgia. Right. But I mean, like it, if someone off there were some, there were something, but I don't know if I'm willing to take that again, I could put an astronomical number, but I, you ever put something on eBay or go to sell something and you put a price you think is like, no one's going to buy it. And then someone buys it and you're like, damn it. I really didn't want to sell that, but someone Every took day. my price. I'm going to go back and get that. Yeah. Like we, we just did the, our top five grails. And I'd had my ASM 300, which was my number one grail in that video. And two days after that video, I'd had it up for sale for two months trying to sell it, that I was going to buy my 181 with the proceeds on that book with the intent to buy a lower grade one just because I want to always have an ASM 300. And my grade was a 9.2 and I, I'd be fine with a 5, a 6, whatever. Well, it didn't sell and I didn't worry about it. Two days after that that grill video, I get a call from Diamond. It sold. I'm like, really? Oh crap! And within and my hunt was for the next two weeks was to find a replacement. And, Manu's, and there it is, right there. And I have Manu's, and he sold me his nine four, and I'm happy as you know, as they as it can be. But um, you know, I, I hadn't been looking for it for an ASM for. I bought it a year ago. I'm just keeping it. No, nothing about it. And then I'm selling it. And I didn't think it'd sell, and then it's gone. I'm like, damn it! Now I got to find another one. I'm, I must have bought six of them trying to get it back. I don't. It's it's like why did I sell it in the first place? You know. So I don't know if it's really easy for us to ever sell something you're attached to. You know, like the signature books you have. You know, it's it, 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 a case in point, like the X Men: God Loves Man Kills. As soon as I gave it away, I was like, oh yeah, my god! That's I, right. I, I need mean, it back. They were right back to my uncle, right? I mean, for his fiftieth birthday. By the way, he cried. It was really touching. Um, awesome, I was like, though, really damn, I, I gotta go get myself another one. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, what did I just I, do? 
I mean, that's a hell of a story in that book, though, that he gave it to you and then he gave it back to him. Graded. Yeah, that's really cool. And then, I think that's really cool. What, real quick, what was the grade of the original copy? 8.5. That's, that's still pretty damn good. good, yeah. But I I did not get it. Um, I did not get it clean and pressed. I wasn't I wasn't necessarily uh, in tune at that yeah, point yeah. in time about. Um, and we talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I could potentially maybe have some small grade bump appeal, but that thing will sit on his wall um, until for the rest of his life. So you know, in honor um, and because of what that book was, kind of like keeping it in its original state, maybe even makes it make it worth more, right? Like. If you clean and pressed it, you know, maybe it takes away some of the memories of you as a child opening it up. You know, I'm just speculating. Well, oh, my fingerprints like, are definitely all over. It for yeah. Sure. <laughs> so maybe that, that adds a little value to him personally. So, uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I still have the first couple books I ever bought it. My grandmother used to give me a couple dollars to run down to 7 Eleven, which is about a mile down the road from her house when I'd stay there. And I still have the ASM 269 and 270, the Fire Lord ones. And they're Great. all beat up for me reading them. But, when I did read comics, <laughs> now I just look at the front covers. That's all that matters. But um, so let me the, the books behind you, though, those are some, you know, look like the uh, Secret Wars one. Who signed that book? And yeah, why do you so, have those ones up behind you? Those recent or those? Why why so, showcase those? Um, Honestly, the, the case was open. I was like, all right, I'm just going to throw this one up here. It's a Secret Wars. I thought it was really cool. And uh, if you yeah. guys want to talk about it, which we are. So this is Secret Wars number one, 9.4, uh, White Pager. And this one is signed by Shooter, uh, Mike Zek, and um, John Bate. So recent, I recently picked this one up only because I had a 9.2 newsstand that I sold off. And I was, yeah, I was like, damn, I shouldn't have sold that. I, I really wanted it back. So I got it back. Now, did you look for did you find a deal that that's why you bought that that particular one or were you searching for shooter and zek on the cover you know was that a particular look yeah so the book that i had sold it was a 9.2 uh, 9.2 newsstand and it was signed by all three so i knew okay. i wanted to kind of get that book back kind of in a, just a better grade didn't have to necessarily be a newsstand and it, it just popped up it was just late night it popped up there it was phenomenal price best offer and we were done you know so actually i just sent one off it was a 9.6 cbcs uh i found it on auction tremendous price uh newsstand the galactus era variant whatever you want to call it uh, and i just sent that off for the jim shooter and john Beatty um signature series signing so and the um okay so you sent it off so you knew it had the galactus because i've not seen a cgc name that on they're not going to no they're not yeah. going to but they will finally nail it you know put the newsstand on it and i'll, okay, I'll, I'll take that i'm hoping that I can get a grade bump on that, get from a 9.6 to a 9.8, but we'll see what happens. I was gonna say real, real quick, are you guys aware? So Mike Zek would be the third guy involved on that book. That Mike Zek has been, he's now on year going on to year two of he's just like on a beach in Thailand. Really? Is that what's yeah. going on? Because I'm yeah. really disappointed that I can't get yeah. the full three guys. Yeah, because he because I was looking for something that I was like potentially wanting to get Mike Zek signed on. So on his website, you can sign up for his email list and like you could even email oh, really? him. So I actually emailed him one time and he responded back. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm in Thailand right now. I'm just kind of chilling out. And like, when I get back, I'll probably do a CGC signing. And I was like, good for him. I was like, good for you, bro. And then anyway, so then like I ended up being on his mail list. And then like, it was probably like a month and a half, two months ago, an email came through from Mike Zek, like to his email list. He's like, 
hey guys, going on year two here in Thailand. I'm still loving it. I don't know when I'm coming back. And I was like, I can't hate on this. Like, bad props to you, man. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And you got McFarland sleeping at CGC, signing yeah. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds or thousands of no, books. Thousands and thousands of books, yeah. man. And Zach's on the beach. Yeah. Which, you know, Mike Zach, again, underrated, you know, that Punisher totally, cover totally, he did. Yeah. I mean, one of my all-time favorite covers. Um, the Secret Wars cover is iconic. Um, you know what covers same. I love of his by is the Craven's Last Hunt storyline. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, like, those covers he did for this, I think, are awesome. Yeah, he's... I had just gotten in a Punisher number one, 1986, the uh, the miniseries, with the intent that I was going to send that off and get John Bay to sign it and eventually get Mike Zek to sign it. Um, but it ended up coming in. I, I, I ended up... Um, being able to uh, to flip it because I, I can't get my Zach, so I'm like, I don't right. it defeats the purpose. So yeah. yeah. Now you said that you're going to get a great bump on that one book you sent it nine eight, hoping hoping for. Right? I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, it's a CBCS. It went in nine point six. Uh, I didn't get it in time enough to get it sent off to an actual like real presser. So CCS pressing yeah, is going to have to do their best. Yeah, you got to cross those fingers. <laughs> So you don't do pressing yourself, correct? I, I don't do pressing myself. Okay. Um, I just don't have the time. I, if I if I had the time, I would definitely do it. I think it's a masterful craft. I mean, some of the guys uh, out there, especially my guy, Magic underscore pressing um, and Valor Comics, two great guys, great pressers. So what about you? Do you press? I thought about it. I just had a, I had a little problem over the week over at a show that I um, – was going to get a book press and I've never done it before. So um, I'm thinking about buying a press and I was watching bronze and modern gods and they said, which press to buy, which is a tussie. So I was just thinking about maybe investing the money and I got a long box full of crappy books that I could press all day long. Again, time is of the essence. So, um, but I'd like to try just to have it there, but is it, that's the thing too, is, you know, you, you send it in to get it pressed and you use 10 bucks Plus the pre plus the shipping, plus the CGC, and you got probably fifty bucks on the book, sixty dollars on top of it. You buy a press for one hundred and sixty dollars, but you better make it worth your while, right? You better not just press one book; you better press a bunch. And so that's kind of the 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 caveat to that. And in, in my in my eyes, is do you take that big investment, or am I going to get all my books? Do I want to get impressed? Do I want to ship them off to somebody? No, not really. Do I want to do it myself? No, not really. <laughs> I saw you know, I saw that episode in which you guys were talking about pressing and your trepidation about wanting to send like your books, those your books, your collectible books, expensive books off to just some random guy that you don't know. And I remember the very first time that I sent my books off to a random guy, I was a nervous wreck an absolute nervous wreck. But at the end of the day, any book that you're going to get graded, you gotta have it, gotta oh, have it pressed. And unfortunately, totally um, you know, with CCS pressing, especially these, yeah, I, there's nothing, uh, CCS pressing is the only thing that I can do. This book is going to get sent in. We're going to be hoping for some grade bump. Um, but it's just what it is, unfortunately. Actually, actually on that note, Joseph, just so you know, and we could talk about this more offline. Um, so I know a guy um, who is a, contractual agreements with cgc um and he can get it he his job he just goes around to conventions and gets books signed for people but unlike ccs where he you don't no one knows anything about ccs right 
for all we know, they just like put it in a press for 14 minutes and then they pop it out. They're like, press $20. Thank you. <laughs> so this guy, he it is more expensive. He'll, it'll, but I mean, it's worth it because he will post all the SIGs you want on it. He will press it himself and he charges $75 for it. But he says like, you know, I'm going to work on your book. You know, I'm going to do the best I can with it. And he's got a good reputation. He's well used. And then he'll submit it to CGC through your own account number. So you'll get charged CGC for the grading. But at least, you know, you got someone good pressing it. So that is an option as well. But uh, the thing of it is, is at 75 bucks, you put in two books to him. Yeah, it's not cheap. press. Oh, it's not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but JP, the difference with him is because he's CGC qualified, you don't lose the gold label, right? So, because oh. he's already got, he's got signatures on it. So if he cracks and impresses himself, you lose the gold label, right? And then yeah. that's, oh, yeah, that's yeah. what you don't want. So if oh, you send yeah. it to this guy, Rich Hen, you don't lose that gold label and you know someone is actually working on your book. Yeah, so if you just send in any book to get graded, that's not worth it. But a signature book already, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. way to go. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a price to pay for someone's, uh, you know, their skills, their licenses, things of that nature. We all know that in our nine-to-five jobs. Um, so it's, it's something that probably can be learned easily it's not like being a mechanic and fixing on, on cars but do you have the time and effort and the do you want to you know put the money into pressing yourself and the time i just saw mint hunter and another uh future past comics both of them showed off their pressing stations and that was that was pretty impressive to me but it's not just buying the press for 160 bucks you need card stock you need you know uh cleaning products so it's probably a three four hundred dollar investment yeah, you know, and it, have you seen those guys? Some guys have like four or five. They have like a whole wall, and like it's a whole thing. Yeah, like yeah, definitely not. I mean, I have, I honestly have no interest in in, in trying. To I, I don't either, but I, I just <laughs> don't want to send my book to someone. I had a bad experience, and I had difficulty just you know even sending books to CGC, let alone to someone to press. And then none of them I found will send them to CGC, so they're going to send it back to me. So ship it there, ship it back. I yeah, know I mean, local. We we could definitely recommend multiple guys that will send it through to CGC to avoid that part of it. But yeah, I mean, sure. there's a reason. <laughs> like, I understand why there's a premium to buy a book graded, right? It's like you don't have to say bye bye to your book for a long period of time. Like, it stays with you. You come, it comes as it is, right? And it's you know versus like you know turnaround time of CGC time. Pressers usually have a fairly long turnaround time, so it's like the time away is big. And so I understand why there's a premium on a graded book versus a raw book, you know, not to mention, you know, exactly what you have. Right. Right. So it's, um, yeah. Anyways, Joseph, we were talking about using the hobby to pay for the hobby. You are a seller as well. You have, hence the name, the Wolverines comic shop. Tell us about selling. Tell us how you started, when you started, where you sell, how you find books to sell all that, all that, all that jazz. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, I was actually trying to think about this today. I, it was, I do, I do stuff like this on purpose. Friday, February 5th, 2021, I had my first Instagram live claim sale. Um, just busted open the personal collection, just went through some long boxes, and that basically started the journey um, from there. That was when I officially sold my first book, uh, February 5th, 2021. 
Was that first claim sale a success, would you say? Um, yeah, as a matter of fact, that first claim sale was a success. I did so much marketing and so much promotion. And then, you know, when I originally kind of came into the whole, you know, Instagram community and the hobby, like I, there wasn't any intention to sell any books. I just wanted everyone to see my collection. I just wanted, you know, people to see what I had. And when I started buying stuff to just unbox things and, you know, it just started as like, okay, I own Wolverine's comic shop. This is just my thing. I just want to, you know, show the personal collection. That's basically what it was. And it just snowballed into what you see and what we have here today. I think it was, um, my very first whatnot, because we did we did a bunch of we did a bunch of IG sales, um, and they, they were successful. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, the community is really great, you know. Uh, back in 2021, when it when I first got going, and, you know, I remember when I first got guys like Reggie and Rage, you know, Nerdpool, Bravo Collects, like all these guys, like all reached out to me to just say, "Hey, how you doing? If you need any help, like I was like." Oh shit. I'm like, and this was like when Rage had like 5,000. I was like, Rage just sent me a DM. I was like, what, what is going on? I was like, and so did Reggie. I'm like, that's so weird. And then uh, it just kind of, we just kind of just kept going, just kept going. I think um, my first, uh, by the way, I'm going to put this out there for the record. I started Whatnot Wednesdays. Okay. My very, <laughs> my very first Whatnot sale was, it was, this is Al Gore creating the internet right I'm here. I'm telling guys. you right now, I, I, I started this shit, okay? <laughs> All due respect, okay? All due respect to the Wednesday crew. It was a um, What Not Wizard Wednesday by Wolverine's Comic Shop. Bang. Yeah, and it, was the, uh, it was my first What Not sale, and I dipped into the entire Wizard collection. We took out so many wizard halves and number zero issues and number ones and we just it was just wizard for like two hours wait do you have do you still have do you still have wizard books just real quick yeah yeah do you have have, do you have a a wizard is it five with silver surfer on the cover i don't um i have a wizard number three with wolverine on the front cover yeah yeah, i know um, in a 9.4 white page here i i would love to own one to five i would love to own Okay. Yeah. I said, that is what I want is the silver surfer one. Anyways, continue, continue. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, from, from whatnot, it, uh, we just kind of, just kind of kept going. Then, then eBay happened. We just started good, getting on eBay, which is, um, man, eBay's it's, it's just its own world <laughs> in itself. Um, but along with, along with IG claim sales, um, and then going over to whatnot, we did the auctions, buy it nows, then eBay. And then eventually we went over to, uh, to Shortbox. Shout out to Shortbox. I think Shortbox, one of the, uh, the best buying, selling apps, um, out there today. All right. Um, then eventually we got over to drip. That was really short stint. Drip is uh, drip is a good platform. It's up and coming. It's on the way up. It, it'll, it'll make its way, you know, as it, as it keeps evolving, as it keeps moving. And that's pretty much it. I mean, today it's really just all on eBay. It's all on short box. I mean, anybody can reach out to me anytime, any book that I have, you know, showcase, whether it's, I have it for sale or not, it's available. And, and that's, uh, that's, that's where we're at. That's what we're doing today. Okay. So I have a question for you then. So, um, you have on short box, you have on eBay, do you have the same books listed 
So did you ever get like, if you sell one on short box, do you have to like go back over like, or do you have separate books on short box, separate box books on eBay? The vast majority, all the books that are posted on eBay are posted on short box. Okay. And where do you do the majority of your sales? Would you say short box or eBay? eBay. All, I would say 90%, 90% of all the sales are done on eBay. And that's mainly because of the international reach. I, I sell mm-hmm. a lot of books uh, internationally than I do domestically. Got surprisingly. It. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit about the shipping and all that with eBay, right? So I, I've done I don't know, a ton of stuff on eBay as of recent, but you, when you're doing it, let's start with domestic then international. Like if you're selling one book raw, right, you got, there's a cost there. You got the slab book sale and then international sales for that kind of stuff. So how do you sort of make sure are you free shipping for these type of things to get them to, to sell or are you adding on and, and how do you at least cover that not on the shipping? Because it's hard to determine depending on the, on the weight. Shipping internationally is a complete nightmare. Let's just let's just put that out there. Right so ninety percent okay? of your business is a complete nightmare. <laughs> but but I don't touch international shipping at all. I use the eBay international shipping program. Um, I recently sold a book into Turkey. What did I do? I just take the book, I send it to eBay in Kentucky. They wrap that shit up. They charge the customer. It gets sent off. That's it. Done. Really? There you go. Yeah, that's the way it works. It's a re- it's, it's it's a phenomenal program that they have set up. I'm really shocked and surprised that not everyone does it. Uh, you just you enter the program, you're in it, and any book, every single all 101 of my listings right now on eBay are all linked and set up for international shipping. It's kind and of and you think like you have like, to set it up that way. You have to set that up. Okay, it's not so automatic, I, right? I, I create I created a listing today. I created a listing today. And at the end, after I put in okay, 1099, it's a CGC like 1099 domestic shipping. I pressed enter, which allowed it to get posted. I did nothing. Abs- JP, absolutely nothing. I didn't need to set up anything. That's it. It's done. So that when when it comes in, right? So you buy the book, you're in Turkey. I'm literally eBay sends me a label to send it to them in Kentucky. You're done. That's it. You know, on that, oh, go ahead, JP. I was gonna say, I sold probably, I don't know, close to over 40 books this year on on eBay myself. So, um, so, but I don't know if, I don't think I've sold, no, I've none, none of them have been international. So I don't know if I have that set up or not. So that, that would help out with the crowd because you're going to have way more people maybe wanting those books. So I want to check into that because again, eBay has its, I think it's an easy place to get rid of books, you know, to find your audience. Cause I have had no luck on Instagram selling. I don't like doing Facebook, but Rohan, he loves, he loves Facebook. He has a lot of luck with that stuff. Uh, I don't know. So I'm, I'm definitely interested in having some more options on eBay to, to get a, a bigger, you know, audience population. You know, I, I also wonder too, like, um, with the international shipping thing, since eBay's got it down, right? They've got a system in place. I wonder if they like can, will, can set up like contracts with like Shortbox or Elite or something like that. Who I bet they'll buy them. eBay will probably buy these well, companies my, at some point. Well, yeah, maybe eventually. But I'm just saying, like right now, like a lot of these people that sell, like let's say on Instagram, like Elite, for instance, I don't know if they do, but they may not ship internationally. Like a lot, of, I see a lot of things posted for sales like U.S. only because yeah. people don't want to deal with the international. They don't. So I wonder it's, if like eBay can like set up like some kind of like third party contractor where it's like 
if you want to sell internationally, you can contact, you can go through them. You know, you don't have to sell it on eBay, but you can ship it through eBay since they've already got the system down. That's something. Yeah. I mean, it makes a a whole lot of sense for any business, right? Shortbox, whatnot. I mean, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe Shortbox might be in beta testing right now for international shipping, which if that happens, that would be tremendous, you know, because at the end of the day, Shortbox is still, is still a new app. Um, the flexibility, JP, you should have you ever checked out Shortbox, dude? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean the, the flexibility of me to just, I take a picture of the book, the front of it. I take a picture of the back of it. Boom. It's instantly uploaded. I don't have to type anything in. Oh, I just put my, nice. oh yeah. It's, it's, it's so it driven that you just, you just snap a picture. So technology driven that boom, it get, it gets instantly uploaded with the description. If it's a signature series, it'll be, it'll say signed by Chris Claremont. It's pretty amazing. And it's instant. I don't mean like, Oh, I have to do it and wait five, 10 minutes. No, within one to two minutes, your book is posted. Done. Uh, See, okay. I started with whatnot. And then they asked a bunch of questions or I had to fill out some form. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not doing this. Like I, that stuff stops me too many. I do enough paperwork during the day. I don't want to do more at the night. And my kid actually set up my eBay account, so it made it easy for me just to already be on there because he did it. So short box was something I was looking into um, to try another avenue because I'm always looking for, you know, lower selling price because eBay's fees are 13%. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's, and with consignment selling, talking about Diamond, using Diamond and Elite and those guys to, to sell, there is a cost there too. Um, they're usually less than eBay um, and the shipping you, you're paying for it as the as the seller. Now, buyer, you're better off because you don't worry about shipping. You don't worry about taxes. Um, that's the that's the best deal is to buy consignment. But I did run into an issue buying, almost bought this Hulk 181 from a guy in Australia. And we had to do a conversion, a currency conversion, and PayPal totally oh. screwed us over on the conversion rate. And so it was a difference like $300. So... Uh, he didn't want to pay it, neither did I. So the deal fell apart. And so you need better options whenever you're not eBay, you know, to get conversion yeah. rates, shipping rates, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you know, uh, like you were just talking about having eBay do the shipping because they have preferred rates. Somebody needs to get preferred currency swaps. You know, it's, yeah. uh, you always get a better rate at the airport or the casino than you do, you know, just going to the bank when you're, yeah. when you're out of, you know, out, 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 of, out of the country. Well, you bring up a good point, right? Everywhere you go is going to be different commissions, right? So uh, let me just put this out there for everybody. Go buy my books on Shortbox. Yeah. They're much cheaper, okay? <laughs> like if, if I could give you guys the same prices that I put on Shortbox, uh, I wish I could put them on eBay. But like nope. JP said, I mean, 13.25% yeah, there's commission. A, there's, there's a lot and of it, people like that sell on eBay that like have YouTube channel, like, you know, Ryan from Automatic Comics. He's always like, I have books on eBay but you're welcome to reach out to me and we'll Please. do it through like Instagram and I'll sell to you cheaper because of two of, because I avoid these fees. Well, save you on shipping, save you on tax, taxes, taxes yeah. all day long. And just, yeah, the commission fees themselves. I'll give that back to you guys. For yeah. sake. And think about what you just said earlier about diamond is he had the guarantee on that PGX book, right? eBay has the guarantee, right? But does everybody else when you're, I'm sure Shortbox does too, but if you're buying directly on Instagram or Facebook, that guarantee's not really there. Well, Whereas if you pay, that's why you can, you can you can pay like PayPal guests and services, so you pay a little bit of a fee there, 
and they'll protect your purchase to an extent as well. But the, the seller has to pay that. So if you're selling it, you have to be able to accept goods and yeah, services. Yeah, so like I've had a lot of people say like PayPal, friends and family, but if you need to do guests and services, add 4%. If you need, if you, if you need right. that level of security, add 4% to the cost and that's fine. Um, but but that's part of the, the benefit of the consignment, short box, yeah, eBay is totally. the protection, right? You 100%. know, and that's, even though you're paying 13% as a seller, you know, I think you're going to be, Ryan talked about it when he sold a book and somebody complained or someone had a problem with what the book looked like when it got there. eBay refunded the guy the fee and he had no control over it. But, you know, that's the other side of it. When you're the seller, I want to know you're paying eBay 13%. If somebody has an issue with the book, they're going to get their money back. And if they never send you back the book, what do you do as a seller? Eat that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking not too. to have had any nightmare stories with eBay. I know that they're out there. I mean, to your point, you just you just mentioned it. it I'm lucky that I haven't had any issues. So there could be a whole lot that goes on on the back end, you know, with eBay. That's for sure. Yeah, I just actually but, have one of my my daughter bought AirPods or something, and as soon as I bought it, because every other AirPod was from China, and I saw one that was not. <laughs> And because I figured they're all re, re, you know, re, um, replacement or what do you call it, uh, uh, fakes. And I bought this one from Kentucky. And as soon as I bought it, I saw zero uh, seller rating. And I went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. they came in, they came in and they were fake. And I was like, shit. So now I'm working with eBay and I'll, I'll tell you by next week if I got the refund or not. So yeah. um, as the buyer, you're definitely protected. As the seller, that's the other part of it on eBay. You're paying a pretty good fee, you know. Hopefully you're not out the book and the money. Yeah, yeah. Protection's got to go both so, ways for sure. You you did bring up though. Uh, you did bring up Facebook. Uh, so Facebook, I like I just actually created a Wolverine's Comic Shop Facebook um, account. I think it was like two three months ago, and um, I just got um, I'm in the group uh, Comic Buy Sell Trade. Yeah, I'm in that. That's where, that's where I, I never I've see anybody I know on that. Rohan's on there daily. You know, I, I, I've done all my flipping and trading on that exact page, and I've never so, seen him on there. I have look. I haven't. I haven't sold anything yet. I haven't traded anything. But man, there is so much going on in this group. It's like twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. It's like Disney World, Disneyland, all wrapped into one for us comic book collectors, oh, buyers, yeah. and sellers. So yeah. it's great what they're doing over there. I've had no luck there, and I Rohan's bought, you know, traded a bunch of stuff, but I've never seen his post. Oh man, like, I, I've I'm not saying he's not it on there. There just must be so many people on there yeah. that that's why it's just not coming up. I, I JP, I feel one. the same way. I, I the, the, all this guy does is brag about his trades and stuff like that, and I'm like. I can I just get up. something? Just give me something. <laughs> I've told, told JP, if you want me to, see, I, we can try where I post some books for him and just be like, here, here's someone yeah. who bought it, ship it here. I'm, I'm curious to try it to see if it's just maybe the region or something where maybe yeah. where I'm at or whatnot. But um, again, I, I don't have any luck on Facebook. I don't trust it unless it's goods and services. Um, IG, I've had a little bit of luck, you know, a couple here and there. So what's your success like with IG? Anything good on there? um selling wise because you save the commission you know instagram not i mean from back when i first started i outside of selling to rohan and just like a few people like here and there i don't really like push i don't really push that many books i think right now you might find four or five books uh you know on my feed on my page that are you know listed for sale i just don't really 
I don't really like bother with it too much. If somebody wants something, they'll, they'll DM me um, or they'll go to like eBay or Shortbox. Uh, it's probably something I should get back into because it makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, it, it's just me. It's just me and the and the buyer. Uh, there's no commission. There's no taxes. And usually I, I do free shipping anyway, but it just hasn't been something that I've been really too successful with um, from the beginning. It's funny you say that. So real quick, JP, I've bought two books from Joseph, right? I told you the Fantastic Four 112 and the Superman 233. Neither of them were actually listed for sale. They just were like on this side. Like, like if he's doing a video right now, it would be like, they were like one of the books behind him. And I literally messaged him. was like, hey, are you selling that Superman 233? What's the cost of that? I want that book. And he's like, uh, both times he's like, he's like, uh, it wasn't, but yeah, I'll sell it to you. No problem. <laughs> That was when you just got, you had just gotten like started, right? You had just kind of yeah, gotten the, back the into the IG. The, the Fantastic Four 112, like that was probably in the first two, three, maybe books I've okay, ever I bought. I remember that. Now I remember. So you were definitely like the one of the first guys I bought from, if not the first, honestly. Like you may, and then the Superman 233 was like maybe a month or so later when I'd actually built a decent little collection. Um, and I, and it was just like on your video and I was like, that's the book I'm looking for. And I reached out to you. I remember now cause I had just gotten it and yeah, I told I you, I was like, it, yeah. I, I just, I just got this. And you know, I remember, I said, you know what? I sold him the 112 as it, he's back in the game. He really wants it. I said, yeah, let's just, let's just sell it to him. Let's let, let let's <laughs> go for it. I don't th I think I told you, I think I just sold it to you for what I bought. Well, you it for. Yeah. You actually, yeah, you I, just, I was like, yeah, let's go. You even, you were even. <laughs> without even me asking, you were like, I'll sell it to you for X. And this is what I paid for. And to prove it, here's the text messages that show me buying it. And it was yeah. like, literally, <laughs> nice. I was like, here you go, dude. Yeah. yeah, it was great. No, I definitely appreciate it. Hey, so I have two questions on, on selling. So first one, um, do, do you still do claim sales? On IG? No. Anywhere on whatnot or anything? No. Is, okay. is whatnot considered a claim sale or is it? Yeah. Yeah. They do claim sales on whatnot. Yeah. Well, and I thought they had auction style or something, don't they? They do, they but do they, both. you have like buy it okay. now. You can buy it now. Yeah, well, what I, I need to get it. back on whatnot. I'm, I'm, I've been slacking. I and we, you know, we're we're gonna interview Rage here in a couple of weeks, and this is a question I have for him. It's like there are so many claim sales every given night on IG, on YouTube, on whatnot. I'm always wondering, like, are you guys ever worried about like? doing a sale and like no one is there because there's so many other sales going on. Like that, that would really like worry me. That's, that's why I stopped on yeah. whatnot. So, um, especially on the auction, right? When you have like five people and you're so starting it, a dollar auction, you could get screwed over. Right. It, it, it was, so I did, I did two, I did two. And the very first one, that's exactly what happened. JP, you know, I, I was listing books, dollar auction, and they were going for a freaking dollar. $2. Yeah, yeah. I, and the problem was, I didn't mind that it sold for a dollar if I got the dollar. But the problem is, is that I'm like 21 cents, negative five cents, depending on where the book is being shipped and what's going on. So it's like I was selling books and I was like, literally, give, I, I, I would have been better off having a giveaway, okay, than actually being. And so even, you know, sometimes $2, $3, $4, $5, the, the crowd just wasn't there. Right. And so, okay. I was like, I cut my losses. Let's do it. Let's do it one more time. And at that time I had a decent following. I think things were really, that was when whatnot was just really getting out of control at that point. Cause when we first started, it was awesome. 
I mean, the, the community, like we would show up to each other's sales, like, cause there wasn't a lot of us on there. And so like everyone would pile into Rage's, you know, uh, room. And then after Rage's room, you know, everyone would pile into Bravo's room or Nerd Pools or my room or, you know, Eye Candy's room or Eternal Collectibles room. And that's the way it was. And then it eventually where it just got completely flooded and the consumer, the comic collector, they just they didn't know where to go. They didn't know who, who, what was going on and, and who to buy from. And so at that time, after the second one, where it was a, just a complete disaster, I think I ended up like negative $5. I was like, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't do this anymore. So I walked away and I haven't been on there since outside of, you know, just buying, but yeah, that's a legitimate real concern. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I about that. no, cause like, I mean, so another guy that I like to watch Rage doesn't have that problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, like another guy I like who's like a big, he's got a huge following and a huge audience is, is Bry's Comics. And he does his yeah. whatnot shows. He's like, oh, these are all dollar starts. And I'm like, you know, it could be like toss 39 and he'll be like dollar start. I'm like, are you ever worried it's going to sell for like $7? Yeah. So. I mean, I think before, I wonder if he has a list of what he's going to put on. And if he has a big enough room, it'll be X. If the room's smaller, it's Y, and if yeah, it's even smaller, point. it's Z, yeah. and you know, so you don't get screwed over on that kind of stuff. So it it was also my fault though, as as a seller, you know, not realizing like you know what I I'm I'm not that big yet. I can't list books for a dollar. Unfortunately, I need to list them for three. Starting auction three. You want it? Great. It's three dollars. You don't? We move on to the next one. So you know, I, I see nowadays, you know, a lot of guys, you know, it's not a one dollar auction. They're starting at yeah. three, five, ten dollars because that's what they at least need to break even. So if they can get that, they get it. If not, then they just move on. Well, know, how do you break even book. at three if you're talking about what? How do you ship the books then? I, I'm saying, just how do you I'm, break even? I'm just saying, like, okay, so take a number. So you got to ship it. So I know on eBay, I can either add shipping or I can make it free, but I really haven't got the science of the best way to ship. I thought I did. Then I was told over the weekend I was doing it wrong. So I'm trying to, I'm asking you, um, what is the best way to ship these books okay. if you're selling one to 10 books? So the first Wrong. thing you want to do um, is get, go on pirateship.com. That, that's the, if you're using like regular USPS or FedEx or whatever, first thing you want to do is find a website like pirateship.com. Pirateship.com will just allow you to buy United States Postal Service for cheaper than what you normally would. Um, you know, if you go to the USPS website, they're going to charge you more than something like pirate ship does. Plus there's also different avenues to go down and put this out there. We do not, and I will not ship media mail. Okay. So outside of that, there is that avenue, but I think, you know, with, with the whatnot, I think that's kind of already built in, you know, it's, it's already built in with the shipping costs. So whatever the buyer is paying, let's say it's, it's one book and it's been a while since I've bought anything or sold anything. So let's just say they buy one book, it's $10 shipping. Then their next book is now it goes up to $11 shipping. So that's automatically already calculated in. But when it comes to factoring in, the first thing you want to do is get you know, discounted shipping. That really helps. And then you just got to break out. Shipping, right. Yeah. What's that? eBay has this discounted shipping, right? 
eBay does have discounted shipping. However, whenever I'm getting ready to ship, I will always pull up pirate ship because even if it's 25 cents cheaper, I'm going to take that 25 cents cheaper. You know, it's, it's right there. It's all happening, you know, in, in real time at the same time. So it's not a whole lot of extra work. Yeah. I've heard a lot of, a lot of people. Why won't you do media mail? Um, it's just, it's sketchy. It's not sketchy because I've gotten tons of stuff media mail and I used to ship media mail. Uh, it, I have major anxiety. And if that book doesn't get to my customer in three to four days, I'm getting them on the phone and just, are you okay? Did you get your book yet? Where is it? What's going on? So I, I just want, because I know as a buyer myself, like I expect that book in you know, four or five, six days, whatever it is. And so media mail just kind of, takes my anxiety i could just i don't have to deal with it i just i don't want to be there i sold a book to somebody in alaska and i shipped it media mail and it was like a week and a half later i'm like where the hell is this book at it isn't there yet and i'm like oh it's going to alaska i'm like are you and i emailed these people or messaged them and i said hey the book is here you know it'll be there in a couple of days i that was three people three separate people that were in the country i messaged and said hey your book is going to be there delivering a couple of days no one messaged me back like thanks or i was worried about that or cool nothing and then the book showed up and i got i think i got a positive review and that was it but the only one was that alaska that took forever to get up there so but yeah yeah i'll I tell was, you it, go ahead go sorry ahead. No, no no go ahead I, I was just gonna say i i dread the day that hey i never got my book or, you know, I just, I, I, luckily it hasn't happened yet. And, um, I'll show you this to the giveaway, my last giveaway on IG, uh, I sent it first class to Hawaii. It took four weeks. Holy crap. Oh, damn. And, and they swim thing, it over? Well, three weeks. Over in, there I, him, I said, did you get your book? And he goes, not yet. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, like I, you know, freaking out. So, yeah, I'll I'll stay away from from media mail right now. Who knows? It is the cheapest option, but I know it has its issues, and I'm trying to find like UPS ground or USPS ground or something that's, you know, especially when we were putting the book on there. You know, if you put nine or ten dollars to sell the book, is that going to be enough to cover it? Right? Because sometimes the shipping cost. Can help with your eBay fee too if you do it right. right? So, so you know, that's one of the things about eBay. Man. They just they ta- they take commission on everything. They even take the commission on yeah, they, your actual shipping, shipping and so your tax. It, oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> so I just wish there was better luck with with IG or you know that'd be the best way to go or consignment. But it's you know they, those guys have no problem paying those guys a fee, but. You're kind of if you're the seller that you have that shipping to worry about, and it's not cheap to ship stuff, especially graded. So you just gotta find your 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 groove with the shipping and something you can rely on that you know, like um, you're using pirate ship or you're doing eBay and you know the right way to this. You know, you're all gonna have one time where it's not gonna work out, right? It's hard to be 100% perfect. So that one time could be a nightmare. You're hoping it's just four weeks and the book gets there, right? Not, yeah. not never gets there. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's effective. There's, there's reasons you use things, you know, like eBay because they're effective. You got, like you said, international shipping really opens up your population. That's huge. 
Well, I will so. tell you this, JP. It, t- it took a long time. It took a long time to kind of figure the shipping out, especially when I'm shipping directly, you know, not using eBay. And it was just on my own accord, you know, shipping out of at Instagram. So, you know, I would just say, obviously, Gemini mailers and just, just keep that thing light. Keep it as light as possible, but protected as possible. Again, lucky on me. I've never, ever, ever had a damaged book uh, in transit. So that's that's good. Yeah, it's... I, I don't know. I, I, I keep everything I bought. So although I'm out of Gemini mailers now, I've, I've used them all to ship other stuff out. So now I'm, I'm done. I have these big boxes now. So I'm like, I just recently sent something media mail and it came, it was like three sixty five, and I just got hit up for another dollar 40 from eBay. Cause I think it was that overweight, you know, at four, four bucks or something. I was like, oops, but you know, it, it, it went out there. I'm just getting rid of boxes this way, but you gotta be careful. Uh, so Joseph, how do you find uh, the books that you sell? Do you like buy collections? Do you buy just like hunt for one-offs that you got good good margin on, as we say? Or so I've only I've only ever bought one collection. And that collection was um, had like maybe like a hundred and what do you necessarily call it a collection? About one hundred and fifty books. Um, I did buy that uh, Marvel Marvel Tales run. Um, the, uh, was, uh, number one through number 205. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of the books just, they come right out of the personal collection, all, all my raw books. Um, you know, when I originally started in 2021, we had, we had eight long boxes, four short boxes and one plastic CGC box. Um, today we got, we're down three long boxes, no short boxes. Um, but 20 plastic CGC boxes. So, you know, <laughs> it's signature series, right? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So there's, a, there's been, there's been some fundamental, you know, shifts, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hunting constantly, you know, on eBay late night, you know, um, uh, buying, flipping, you know, going through the personal collection and then, you know, getting my books also CGC'd and then also getting them signature series uh, and then just going through the process just over and over again. So a lot of the books I, I, I source from eBay, from Shortbox, uh, on Instagram, the local comic shop when I get an opportunity to go there. Um, just like you, Rohan, I got kids. It's all good, my brother. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's 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 where I get that's where I get the vast majority of my books from. So and it's all it's all about the hunt. So, so you have, do you have a nine to five job? I do have a nine to five job. Okay. So the shop is basically your, your way of basically flipping your collection to get that book you want to get signature series graded, whatnot. So you're just basically trying to find something to either that you want to get graded and signed or something you get a good deal on that you can flip to someone like Rohan and then buy that other book that you wanted. Well, while I'm right. flipping it to Rohan, I'm I'm giving him the same exact price that I paid. Right, right. For but him. I mean, so, you're just flipping it over. But yeah, you're flipping over to go buy the something else. Hold me baby. Yeah. No, I don't mean I don't mean like for any different in price. I'm just saying you got. I found this. It was a good deal. So now I can give someone else a good deal, and I can go buy you know the blip number one signed by Super Mario, right? <laughs> yeah. That so that that was the intention. I might crack that go. that is the intention now, but I, I'll tell you over over the last year or so, the way that I kind of keep scaling this thing up, I want this to be my nine five. This is what I want to do. I am extremely passionate about this. I want to be able to do this. I want to eat, breathe, and sleep comic books. I think every single one of us already do that, and we're just all finding our 
chance to be able to do it full time, be able to actually physically make a living out of it and be able to take care of our families. So yeah. I think today in that day and age, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm going to keep going. We're going to just keep going. We're going to keep moving forward in hopes that I can create a sustainable long-term business, you know, for myself and my family. That's awesome. I, I mean, I dream of that too. You know, it's, it's maybe, maybe my retirement, you know, early retirement will be selling these books, but, and, and that's the one thing too, is if you're, if you're on IG, you're, you're, you know, rage on it, or you're, you're, you know, the guys you talked about and whatnot, that can be fun. I go to shows and I see these dealers who, you know, they're, you know, they're going to give you half the value in your book and their stuff's overpriced. And it's just like, I don't want to be that guy. You know? I don't want to be that guy either. You know, I want to be selling stuff like I don't want to be nitpicking someone's book. I want to be reasonable. And, you know, they're all, you know, it's like, well, I have overhead, so I have to give you half the value. Why? Why can't I have overhead, too? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have shipping costs. Why can I give you half the value for the book on your shelf? Right. So I, I, I want it to be the personality of it, like Wolverine's comic shop. Like there's a personality to that. Right. Rage. There's a personality to that. That's why people buy. There's a reason why people buy from Mile High. You know, he overprices books from what I hear, but he has a reputation. That's what gets people to buy there. Not yeah. Joe Schmo at the comic shop or comic show, right? right? Who's beating you up over the price of your book and he's got his overpriced. It's just. It is funny. Like you say that, Jimmy, because it's like when you see the guys on like, you know, Instagram live claim sales or any, any of these, the people have personalities like you're saying. And then like you'll go to like a con and half the dealers there are these just like curmudgeon old men. And I'm always like, how how did you end up in this field? Like you, you seem like you don't like it. You're, yeah, like, Why like, are you here? you're not a happy man. Like you're trying to, your books are overpriced. Like, how do you keep doing this? I saw like, the guy, I've seen the same guys at every show lately. And there's this guy that looks like Reggie, a little bit older than Reggie, and he's always wearing a mask. And I'm like, if you're worried about something, just don't come out to the show. There's hundreds of people here. Yeah. Why are you at the show? And then I always say, are you looking to trade or buy? And he's like, nope. I'm like, see ya. Walk down to the next guy. You're not going to trade or buy my books. I'm not buying your stuff. You know, same deal every show. Yeah, I haven't, I'll, I'll, full transparency, I haven't been to enough shows and interacted with enough, um, enough of these types of, you know, individuals within the industry to really kind of, to kind of grasp that. I think, you know, I think there's us in this day and age and in, in our technology and the way we've been brought up. And then, you know, that older generation of, of those comic books kind of, you know, the, these dealers, so to speak, that, that you kind of speak of. So I think there's, there'll, there'll always be that, that little difference, you know, there. And yeah, to me, I, I'm not trying to nitpick. These are my books. You want them. Great. If you don't order under the bridge, you know, we'll meet at the ice cream shop or something. Who the hell knows? Uh, but that, that, that's it. It's, a hobby. You know? it's supposed to be fun. It's, it's not. It. I mean, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. But if you put it into a world where you're going to support the family, then you got to make that margin, right? So yeah. there's a little For, more to it course. at that point. So I, I get the the angst to those guys, but you know, I don't feel that angst on a on a what. I haven't been on a whatnot sale, but a, a, like a claim sale for elite. I don't get that. I no, enjoy watching. Very yeah, they're fun to watch. They're very very yeah. I agree. Yeah. I just wish there was more trading on that site. That's the difference of why I like to go to a show because books that I have with margin, I'm okay to give them away at half off because I bought them for such a deal where I can trade for something else. If I could trade on those elite consign or uh, elite 
claim sales somehow. I know it's like, you know, it's hard to do, but that would be that that would make that wholesale thing much more enticing to me because I'm basically just buying. So my hope is that I sell enough on eBay to buy the book on on elite claim sale. Right. You know, yeah. And that's the only thing that misses, because I know if I got that guy in person, we could work a deal out like Rohan does on Facebook, beating people up. <laughs> Give me that book. I, I, I beat no people up. It's just yeah. like you said, it's just, it's just hands. a baby. Yeah. So wait a second, Rohan, you're starting a new business. You're going to start consigning trades no, on Facebook. No, yeah. 3%. Yeah. I mean, I'm first. I'm second. Okay. I'm happy, I'm happy to like post books for people, for friends. I have no problem doing that. Uh, you might, after you do it for us, 3% everybody. Yeah. Maybe we start that. One real quick thing. I was going to say that also makes me laugh at the cons with the, like, the curmudgeon old men. It's because you'll have some deal. So everyone like, right. It kind of basic setup is like, you have a wall book with your big fancy books. And then you have like the boxes with like the cheaper books. Right. And some people like set it off where there's like a barrier to their wall. And like a lot of dealers are like, yeah, come on in, get in close, take a look at the books. And then you have the old curmudgeon old men that are like, no, you cannot come back here. You cannot touch these books. I'm just like, who is buying from you? Like you awful. Like, yeah. Well, you got to be personable in these shows and people skills. Yeah. It blows me away how many people at the show are just like these, just like, like I said, old men grumpy. And it's just like, who, who is buying from you? Why would anyone buy from you? Yeah. It's, it's different. I, I've seen the same dealers at the last couple of shows I've been at. And I think I'm showed out for a while. The last one was not my favorite. So um, I'm going to stick with claim sales on elite and hopefully some Facebook stuff works out with Rohan and check in short box for what you got, Joseph. Um, that's where I'll be at the next couple, uh, or comic link. Can't forget comic link, right? Yeah, that's right. I've been visiting that quite, quite a lot lately. Comic link is pretty cool. Yeah. We just, we just interviewed, uh, Steve Borok last week on it. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's different avenues to go from, but again, I live in an area that we, they, they have areas where they call them food deserts, right? Where you can't find grocery stores. I'm in a comic desert where the closest comic shop is like 50 miles away. So claim sales, antique stores, and Comic Link and Short Box are the where I get my fix from searching through boxes. So um, that, that's that's the only thing that I like to show for that reason because it got me more more time in front of them uh, hunting, but not anymore. I'll stop. Yeah, I mean, if, if I was in your area, I would definitely look to obviously get into more shows so I can get a more you know variety out there. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just. Tough to find. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely be a more on short box now after uh, seeing what you got on there. So, <laughs> Thank you. yeah, it is a very, I haven't bought from it, but it is a very easy app to use and navigate. And, and so, yeah, no, I should, if I have books to sell down the line, I should look at getting a short box account. I want to be on the, I want to be on the street team. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody at short box, man, street team ready. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the street team? I'm not really sure, but I want to be part of it. <laughs> I, I think like, uh, I think like you go because Shortbox yeah, sets yeah. up at Shortbox sets up at cons, and so I think to like if you're on the street team like in Seattle, you go to Emerald City Comic Con and be there for them. But there's also other things too. Like I don't I don't know exactly what it is either. Basically, I think it's just being like being an ambassador of, yeah. of Shortbox and just being like kind of kind of a focal point and just kind of you know um, marketing them and working with them to kind of you know help out in, in any way that you can. That's awesome. I didn't, I mean, when you, when you become an influencer, not the type we're thinking about, but just enough that people recognize your face and your name, that's, that's pretty cool. And, and the hobby you love. So, 
um, definitely I've seen your videos and when, you know, I know Thanks. we talk back and forth, but I'm like, we're going to interview this guy. I've seen him on many YouTube videos, so it's been cool and on IG. So um, I think when you got a recognizable name and, and a, a thing that you do, your, um, you know, unboxings with the signature series is, you know, sets the name for you. So that's awesome. Thanks, JP. I appreciate that, man. I didn't think anybody actually watched my shit. Okay. Thanks, bro. <laughs> I guess I need my fix, man. I need my fix. I watch, there's many shows I watch on YouTube and IG and it's like, it, like you said, it, it consumes us now. So I don't, uh, you know, what I do for the last 20 years when I didn't have comics, I don't know. <laughs> what it's funny, right? Because when you, when you choose your like YouTube feeds to watch, it's like, there are some I watch for informational value. And then there are some guys I follow that just like, that all they do is unboxings. And it's like, I like it. Like, it's just fun to see people show off what they have. I just like looking at them, you know, I, get, you know. I enjoyed lunch money doing all the antique stores because that's how what I yeah. found. I had antique stores around me. Exactly. That's where I would go. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, no, I appreciate it. Everything is content. Just shoot it all. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said, short videos, long videos, whatever. But like we, we told you probably an hour, hour video, right? Now we're an hour and a half. All our interviews always end up at an hour and a half. So I love this. I mean, I, I, I could do this all day. I could oh, do yeah, this all day. This has been phenomenal. So much yeah. fun hanging out with you guys. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I learned a lot. The, these are, uh, you know, more for, I guess it becomes more knowledge I gain from these, but I definitely, you know, get the fix to have the conversation. And so, yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad we can do this weekly. You know, I'm glad Rohan's out there charming everybody up to get him on the show, <laughs> offering him free books on Facebook. Maybe I don't he's know what he's doing, but he certainly is. I mean, look, I, I, I think I'm feel like I'm sandwiched between some heavy hitters too. I mean, you guys just had uh, the one true nerd King. You just had the common links, obviously Rach Dio in a couple of weeks or whenever that comes. So I, I'm just honored to be here. And uh, I'll tell you, man, hard work pays off. Uh, there's yep. words I live by. I've told Rohan, I say it once, I'll say it again. Passion breeds success. You're passionate about what you do and you put in the work, you will be successful. It's really that simple. That's it. Yep, that's, that's, that's an awesome quote. That's very true. Yeah. The time and if you like it, people can tell it exudes your enjoyment from what you do. Again, the curmudgeons at the show, you're like, but you get someone like you guys on whatnot. You're like, oh, this is awesome to watch. A yeah. Nice elite claim sale. Oh, it's awesome to watch, you know? Hell yeah. I mean, look, all of our lives are stressed as it is right between kids, family work. And I mean, shit, just the United States in general, right? The world <laughs> yeah. in general. So to just have be it, our escape. and that's, and that's one of the reasons why I started the YouTube channel, man. I just wanted the place where people can go watch some epic nostalgia filled unboxings, you know, kick open a soda, a beer, a juice, whatever your preference is. Sit back and just enjoy some shit from the '90s and the 2000s, man. That's it. Yep, the uh, best, the best decades, I have to say. Yeah. I, '80s, I got to throw in there too because I love yeah, the '80s. 80s of, course, of course, the '90s were. Uh, it's it's funny going back to these, uh, you know, these comics and just remembering that time. So yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. Um, you know, I I appreciate you coming on, Rohan. I mean, any other last thoughts? No, that's all I got. Yes, thanks for coming on, guys. If you don't follow Joseph Wolverine's Comic Shop on IG, he sells on like you said, Shortbox, eBay. Look him up, hit him up, uh, and he's a great guy to talk to, as as we've proved here. Um, so thanks for coming on. Um, for everyone out there, right? Like, comment, subscribe, the usual things we say. Thanks for checking us out. Yeah, thanks everybody for coming on, Joseph. Thanks for being on. Learned a lot today. Appreciate the time and. I'll be checking you out on Shortbox.
Thank you both very much. Uh, at the end of the day, I just want to say this. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. Without you, without all of you, there is no Wolverine's Comic Shop. So thank you all so very much for having me. And thank you for being part of this journey with me. Yeah, Definitely. All right, guys. All right. We'll see you in the next show. Peace Take out. Take care. Peace.